Today we'll be talking about Outliers, a story of success by Malcolm Gladwell, also the author of Chipping Point and Blink, both books that I've absolutely loved, especially Blink, kind of talking about that split second read that everybody does when they meet a new person and all of his books are incredible. Also, he's been on a couple different podcasts and I've really enjoyed him thinking through things and just kind of hearing his thought process. Today, we're specifically going to be going over um, kind of the beginning section of the book where he's talking about nature versus nurture and kind of expressing his opinion that um, he truly believes that there's no such thing as a self-made man and that super achievers are successful because of their circumstances, their families, and their appetite for hard work. This is something that you can kind of think about is how is that view that I just expressed different from the way you've thought about or understood people with success in the past? And it kind of all comes down to this nature versus nurture thing. It, like he said, he doesn't believe in... Um, specifically uh, like self-made people because it's all kind of a standard of circumstance. And this is where this nature versus nurture conversation comes in where you think about how someone born in the United States to a wealthy family, for example, Bill Gates, his um, mother's father was a very well-off banker and his father was a successful man as well. And so Gates had it somewhat easy growing up, but... There's other factors that come into play. So it's not just like every person in that situation is going to become the next Bill Gates. Bill Gates had a special set of skills that we actually get to see in this um, chapter. And it's really interesting. He actually goes over, he's kind of fascinated with this birthday thing because he's taking different data points. And that's something, you know, in the, um, the chapter on the Matthew effect, he goes over different hockey players and kind of different stats on them as far as birthdays and how that changes things versus the argument that, um, that that doesn't make any difference. It's all about hard work and hustle. And kind of bringing this to a modern perspective, there's a lot of kind of entrepreneurs out there, gurus that push these things like hard work and hustle is all you need. But really, the way I kind of like to think about it is, um, I know John Maxwell, the famous author, talks about this, but um, basically if you were given the task of chopping down a tree in 24 hours, he says he would spend, I think it's like, uh, what is it, like 16 hours sharpening the axe, so only eight hours putting in the work. So basically building the skills you need, because if you just go up there with the axe and start swinging away and you have no form and you get tired right away and burnt out, you're done. But this kind of that idea of having the skills and honing these down, as he talks about in this with uh, the chapter on the 10,000 hour rule or the 10 year rule, where people that do this are successful, more successful than people that don't do this. How about that in their field? And um, it's actually really, really an interesting chapter. I think here I'll read you a little something on um, kind of how he he sees... um, these top actually wealth producers in the world, he lists the top 75 overall, um, starting with, I think it's, yeah, Rockefeller, who had uh, $318.3 billion in the United States from Standard Oil. And then there was Andrew Carnegie. I'm just going to go through the top three. So Carnegie had $298.3 billion from Scotland from the Carnegie Steel Company and then Nicholas second of Russia had $253.5 billion in Russia from the House of Romanov. 
And what's funny is at the end, you think he's going to have this like really interesting point, but um, what he goes for is, you know what's interesting about this list? Of the 75 names and astonishing 14 are Americans born within nine years of one another in mid-century, mid-19th century. Think about that for a moment. Historians start with Cleopatra and the pharaohs to comb through every year in human history ever since looking every corner of the world for evidence and extraordinary wealth. And almost 20% of the names they end up with come from a single generation in a single country. Here's a list of those Americans and their birth years. Rockefeller, Carnegie, Weinhauser, Gould, Field, Baker, Green, Fair, Rogers, Morgan, Payne, Pullman, Winder, and Armour. And basically out of these, it's mainly in the 1860s and the 1870s where the American economy went through through this huge transformation in history where kind of this boom where you could actually make a lot of a lot of money. And this is kind of where, you know, like Rockefeller was born in um 1839, Carnegie, 1835, Weinhauser, 34, um, you know, like Payne, 1839. So it's kind of this similar thing. So I think kind of his point with all of this, at least from what I took away from it, is basically no matter what, like, let's say just because you're born in that era doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be the next Rockefeller. You would have been the next Rockefeller. It, it takes the hard work and hustle. So combining the two, and that's kind of this um, edge effect. So not being too extreme, like Charlie Munger says, never have any extreme ideologies or at least try not to hold them. Learn a little bit from everyone, even if it's not what to do. So the way that I see it is, yes. So Malcolm Gladwell is trying to make kind of a scientific point and argues that there's no such thing as a self-made man and that super achievers are successful because of their circumstances. There's, I understand that there's people on both sides, but it's really the the way the way that you should see this is how will it benefit you and how will it benefit those around you. So you need to understand that there's these two kind of extremes, kind of this nature and nurture, nature being um, the the circumstances, the nurture kind of being how they're raised and their families and such, and basically, uh, yeah, and their appetite for hard work, which would be nurture, and. What he asked kind of at the end of this in the questions and topics for discussion section is, how is this view different from the way that you have thought about and understood success in the past? And this is kind of where that chess-like thinking concept that I spoke about in the previous podcast on the book, uh, the book we reviewed in the previous podcast about chess-like thinking um, called Brand Shift and talking about the neurosphere I basically just explained that chess-like thinking is very vital for um, kind of thought-provoking ideas and that a lot of people can't take a couple moments alone with themselves to think about these things and that it's so vital to do to just kind of slow down and adopt this methodology. And this is something that in the Modern Academy every day I'll be putting out a podcast with something that you can actually apply chess-like thinking to. And I encourage you to not only chess-like thing on this, but actually do it potentially three times in the day. But it's good at first to just start out doing it once. Let, go back to the book Zero to One by Peter Thiel. How about do it once, see how it goes, and then adapt from there. You know, if it's too hard, maybe tone it back a bit. Maybe only do it for a minute. But I suggest in the first one, kind of do three to five minutes. You know, you can do a minute on 
kind of the topic itself, think about it, um, weigh the pros and cons, then think about best, most likely, and worst case scenario, and then kind of do a minute summary. And uh, so think about this on this kind of nature versus nurture question about how Malcolm Gladwell states in this book, Outliers, which is a renowned book. You know, it's a lot of people, successful people have reviewed it and read it. And Malcolm Gladwell is a very world-renowned author. And he believes that there is no such thing as a self-made man. That nature and the circumstances apply. And I somewhat, I partially agree and I partially don't agree. This is something that is, yeah, I'll pass on to you at this point. And you take a little bit just to think about this, I'd really enjoy it. I think the more thought in the world, the better, you know, people kind of make rash decisions in the modern world. And I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you had a chance, I'd love if you would be able to subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it in whatever platform you're listening to it on. And I really appreciate it. Keeping up with the Modern Academy, we'll be reviewing books Moving into 2020, it's actually 2019, December 2nd today, and uh, you know we're moving into Christmas, and I, I really enjoy doing these podcasts, so any feedback I'd love from you guys, and Outliers is a really good book, I really suggest reading it. I'll start to actually have the Amazon link for some of these books in the description moving forward, and again, I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. My whole mission with the Modern Academy is to basically provide and provoke thought from ancient wisdom and classics combined with modern knowledge that you can use and innovate today. And uh, just using these most brilliant minds and kind of combining them all together to hopefully bring you more thought and some thought-provoking things. And really my number one goal is to move forward in reforming the education system in the way that we learn. And that's what the Modern Academy is all about. Thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day.